What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast, connecting your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. Recently, I got to sit down with a friend of mine, pastor and counselor Rick Egbert, and talk about a Bible leadership lesson that we all need more of, and that is rest. All too often, we neglect rest. It's kind of like the last thing that we get around to doing. And I thought, what more appropriate week to talk about this important lesson than during Thanksgiving week. So listen in. Here's the first part of my interview with Rick Egbert as we talk about the leadership regret of not observing the Sabbath. Let's do it. Rick has got a history with me and with the church that I lead. In fact, it was Rick who was one of the original pastors that kind of set me up and pushed me out to go ahead and plant a church. And so I'm deeply honored. He's been a source of great wisdom, great coaching, great encouragement, and the Spirit of God. Plus, he's just so doggone handsome. Everybody loves to be around him. Just to let you know a little bit of his story, Rick spent 15 years at the chapel, which is a multi-site church in Lake County, Illinois, with seven campuses. Um, Then the Lord called him into a more nuanced ministry where he gets to help people who need hope and healing as a mental health counselor. And we're just super pumped. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's really good to be here. Yeah, we're excited. Um, so, I, I, and I thank you for the for the handsome comment. I think I have a face for podcasts. And so, you know, <laughs> your wife said that. That's true. She did. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, so let's talk right from the get go because I feel like more and more this is an issue for people. It is this thing of rest. Maybe it's because we can see everything that's going on in the world now. We feel maybe behind. We feel like we got to get ahead. Um, and there's even, for many of us in ministry, there's a rush. There's an excitement. There's a, mm-hmm. wow, like God's doing things, so I better like stay after it. And you mentioned that one of the things that you wish you'd go back or what you would tell people uh, who are just starting out is you wish uh, you would have appreciated and observed the Sabbath. Why do you think that's so important for especially today's young leaders to get a handle on? Yeah, wow. Well, I think ministry has never been harder. And I think that as we look at all the demands that are placed on on young pastors today and young leaders, yeah, that uh, church is harder than it's ever been. And so there's this drive of we have we have to do more. Yeah, there's more that we have to accomplish. There's never enough time, and there's always things we have to do. And looking back at my history as a pastor, yeah, it was all about the doing. Yeah, and the drive. It was all about the drive. It was all about accomplishing more. Yeah. And that was that became that became problematic for me. And you guys, I mean, obviously, you guys were killing it. There's a lot to do, um, but at some point, we can only go so long, and and you know, the edges begin to fray. Yeah. And like, like, what did that look like for Rick? What, uh-huh. what are the negative things that began to come about? Because hey, man, you got stuff to do, and you got to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looked ugly. I mean, I'll just, yeah. I'll just say frankly, okay. it, lo- it looked pretty ugly. So my wife was usually the first one who would notice, and. She would say, "Hey, you, you, you're getting crispy. Yeah, like you're fraying at the ends here, right?" And uh, and I would find I'd be really short with mm-hmm. people. I'd be intolerant of yeah. people. I'd find myself um, grumpy. being grumpy and judgmental. And uh, I'm looking around, and if not everybody's working as hard as I am, mm-hmm. I'm finding myself being like, "Oh, they must be a slacker," yeah. right? You know, and so. Um, it, it just really started to foster some things in me that uh, were really 
were really kind of dark. Do you think church life can do this to you, or did you bring some of that in with you, or like, how did that work? Does the culture reinforce it, or do you create the culture that jacks it up? Yeah, yes. I I think it's both, right? So so I I came from a corporate environment. So I love that this podcast is for for young leaders. So I was never a young leader in the church. I was 41 by the time I came into the church. I was a late convert. I came to faith at 38. And so um, I had had 21 years in the business world. And so in that kind of environment, it's all about drive. Yeah. The the word Sabbath and rest don't exist in the corporate world, right? And so that was a mentality I came in with. And And then when God called me into ministry— it was now I'm doing God's work. I was doing unimportant work before just yeah. to make money. Now I'm doing important work. Right. And I took that same mentality I had there and applied it to church work. And you see, I mean, it's one of those things you get to see that it actually does work. Like you working harder had good results. Absolutely. So there's a little bit of a, like there's a crack cocaine thing there of like, yes, this oh. works. Adrenaline. Um, what's going on in your heart? Like, what is feeding that? What's What's the dark oh, side man. that you know the enemy's like? Yeah, keep going with yeah. this. Yeah, well, that adrenaline rush, where where everything like there's crises, there's all sorts of things happening. That adrenaline rush. Yeah. That sense of of uh, coursing through our body. It's like it's like really good coffee. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And lots of it. Yeah. Right. It's addictive and. It makes you feel good when you're accomplishing things. Yep. And so for me, that sense of I am what I accomplish. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like I'm I'm I better be doing good things for God. Yeah. Right. And so the more the better. And I want to be careful here because I think oftentimes we do sense the anointing and the anointing has given us power to push through. But I wonder if sometimes Dude, that's just a dopamine hit that you're having. No that's doubt. not the anointing. Absolutely. You know that's just, that, that's not as holy as you're you may be thinking You're speaking my language as a counselor is. now. That's a dopamine <laughs> yeah. hit for sure. Yeah. So no doubt. you mentioned that there was a point where you call it the second wave of multi-site. What was that? And yeah. why was that? Why did that begin to maybe uh, heighten what was already becoming difficult? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, at the chapel, we, we had two waves of, of adding campuses. The first was in 2006. When we we went from one to four campuses in about three months, yeah. and crazy time, uh, wouldn't ever recommend anybody do that that way. But it was the way God opened the door, and it was it was amazing. It was hard. It was difficult. It was fruitful. It was all sorts of beautiful things. The second wave was when we added the other four campuses within a period of time, and there were some things going on in my personal life. Yeah, where um, I was going to school, I was taking classes. And at the same time, we were trying to, uh, we were adopting a campus down in Hinsdale. And at the same time, which is an awesome campus, we were we were in the middle of that process. Yeah. I, I had some performance problems with a particular employee that I was spending a lot of time personally managing yeah. that kind of restoration process okay. with that person. And all of those things, like, they, they came together. Which one of those on its own would be a heavy thing. Right. And now you're handling, right. like, five heavy things. Right. And so in the beginning, when it all first started, like, that adrenaline rush— yeah. That dopamine, it was like, <laughs> come on, bring it, you know? And I, seriously, it was exciting. And the idea that was like, I, I can do this. And I, I remember, like, our executive pastor at the time saying, I don't think you can do all this. Yeah. Which is kind of like a challenge. <laughs> like, oh, you don't, you didn't say that, did you? 
let me show you, right? Sure. And so I'm super, like, I'm into it. I'm I'm excited, but it all accelerated. Did he mean it like that? Did he mean it to challenge you? Or no. Was God wisely trying to give you a warning? Oh, through, God was through your leader. God was wisely okay. trying to give me a warning. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I I took it as a challenge. And okay. so because of my personality and, you know, my own brokenness, right? Trying to prove my worth. And so it all, everything started to unfold so quickly that before I knew it, it was just way more than a human being, a human being could do. And it, that was probably the closest to burnout Mm -hmm. that I've, that I've would ever want to come. Yeah. It was very, very painful. Did you realize it at the time where you're like, this is beyond me. This is like, I'm, I need, I need to do life a different way than I'm doing it right now because this is so crushing. I just underestimated what this would be. That's a great question, Mark. And I'm not even sure quite how to answer it because so often, like when I would get into a place like that, I was already too far gone. Right. Yeah, you can't even see it. You can't see it. And it, yeah. would, it would be others around me. And that's when uh, Scott wisely at one point said, you're going to take some time off. Yeah. He said, you, you need to take some time off. And man, I just, I was blessed by that because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't see it. I'm like, no, I'll just power through it. Right, because that's that's what we do. We power through. I think there's something that happens in the heart of a leader who, who's kind of an aggressive leader, Rick, like you. Um, when your when your heart is used to going five thousand RPMs, um, you kind of get into this pace of it. You're like, no, this is just what I do, and and I can become slightly aware I'm here, but I'm so in the rush of it that I'm like, ah, but I'm I'm still good for a that's little right. while. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And and I think there's even a wisdom of, of learning to be like, nah, dummy, you don't feel it yet, but you're right. you're already hypnotized a little bit. That's like right. you need to you need to remind yourself this goes bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, and I mentioned you gotta you, find a place to land. Yeah, and I mentioned to you, like my wife would usually be the first person to notice it. Yeah. Right. And so we, we had kind of had this lingo that we would use between us, right? Yeah. And she'd say, Hey, you're getting kind of crispy. Yeah. Right. And then my response would be, like so many of us in ministry, we use this language, right? Where, well, this is just a season. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is shorthand for saying, listen, I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I feel like I need to do this, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a season. And my wife is really is seriously like the wisest person that I know. She yeah. says, she's calmly like waited for a second. She said, okay, I accept that. But I want to share with you that when seasons just go back to back to back, that's called a lifestyle. Yep. Come on. I'm like, okay. She's a smart lady. She, and yeah, that, that was very helpful to me. So what's practically helpful? Like what, what began, what, what shifted for you? What were you yeah. like, hey, um, you know, did God speak to your heart? Did, did, did a friend come along? Did, did you just fall? Um, did, did you just get too tired and have get burnt out? Like how did God begin to teach Rick this is what you should have been doing all along. Yeah, it was an unexpected journey, and so I was uh, I was taking a uh, graduate course over at Trinity in my in my counseling program, and uh, took a biblical interpretation class with D.A. Carson, yeah. and uh, loved the class. But through that class, one of the assignments was you had to write a paper on a theme, and I chose the theme of rest. Was that just on your mind, or do you feel like the Spirit gave you that? Or the Spirit totally called me to it because okay. I didn't want to do it. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. he because he laid that like throughout the semester as we're like looking at different themes. Yeah, he laid that on, on my heart to possibly Thank you, do Holy it. Spirit. I know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to look at that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do something exciting. No, there's no part of me that wants to look at that. Right? I had a feeling God might have something in store there. But I'm like, okay, all right, I'll write the paper. And 
I'll tell you, I mean, it just, um, I, I, you know, one of the things that really caught my attention is, is just looking at the Ten Commandments. I know how just like basic this is, but in in both Exodus and Deuteronomy, where the Ten Commandments are listed there, that fourth commandment on the Sabbath, yeah, it's actually the longest commandment of any of them. And it's the one that I pay no attention to whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're set free from the law through Jesus. Like, I get all that, right? But none of the other Ten Commandments do I just say, nah, I don't pay attention to that one anymore. It's almost like the Lord wants us to slow down. He's like, read this slowly. Right, right. Because <laughs> you're not going to get it. Because <laughs> you're not. You're not going to get it. And so that that element of reading through that and God telling me, I have this in store for you. Yeah. I, I want this for you. I want you to enter my rest. And to realize that as I am writing this paper and I'm looking through Scripture and I'm seeing it from Genesis to Revelation, this theme of the rest of God, of basking in his presence. Yeah. And, and coming to realize that, like, I can't give to others what I don't have. Yeah. And, and just to clarify for our listeners, folks, we need to remember this is revelation that it, that is being given to him by the Spirit. It's Of course, that's a sandbox lesson. Everybody knows that. You're supposed to rest. But Rick is a heavy hitter. Like, he's been doing life aggressively, huffing and puffing, knocking things down for the kingdom of God. And now the Spirit is speaking to him. No, dude, you don't get it. Like, there's there's ways you're doing life that I did not invent you to do it that way. And it's causing some reflection. It's causing some shift. Um, so what? how did that cause you to respond? Were there immediate, yeah. like, I need to change this? Or, like, what yeah. What did you do as a consequence of that? Yeah, probably the biggest thing that came out of that was, um, before I shifted what I did, was God had laid on my heart, I can bring more out of you in six days than you can in seven. Come on, man. And that, the, the thought. That sounds like him. The thought just blew my mind. I'm like, that's true. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I just, you know, when you know, you know that you know, like it's in mm-hmm. your, it's in your very spirit that you know that you just heard truth. When it hits you like that, and you realize you haven't been living that way, and God's offering you something, like it hits the core of your being, and so that was the beginning of my journey to to begin to protect my Sabbath. Well, guys, that's all for now. Hey, if you appreciate content like this, check out BibleLeadership.com and the resources section where we're always releasing new, helpful content to connect your marriage, your parenting, and your leadership life to your Bible. Also, want to send a special shout out to all of the patrons who make the Bible Leadership Podcast possible. Hey, patrons, you guys know who you are, but Melissa, David, Jessica, Mary, Ginny, Jariel, Jill, Julia, Daniel, and Vicky. Guys, your contribution is amazing. Thank you so much. And for anybody else that might be interested in becoming a patron for as low as $3 a month, go check out patreon.com slash Bible Leadership where you can sign up. We're also giving away a free resource from the website to anybody who signs up. So go ahead and sign up and you'll get your free resource in a follow-up email. Guys, thank you so much again for listening. We'll talk to you next time.